radio for the Agile community, www.agile.fm. Welcome, Suzanne Daigle, to the podcast, a Canadian in Sarasota, my first podcast for Agile FM in 2015. Welcome to the podcast, Suzanne. Thank you very much, Joe. Actually, I'm really glad to be here. Actually, a second time. I know. It feels a little bit like old home from the New York City Agile in 2013, which uh, began a whole bunch of things for me. So I'm really, really happy to be here. Yeah. And what uh, has begun maybe um, a big Agile journey since then, but uh, what hasn't begun is your open space tradition. And that's really what we want to make our focus on today's podcast on. Yes, and uh, it may appear like it's last minute because it's happening next week that we're having this interview, um, and it is happening next week at International House near Columbia University in New York City, and it's an annual gathering with Harrison Owen and friends and colleagues, and it's an experiential training for people that are new to open space, but it's also a gathering for old-timers like me and others who like to just, you know, deepen their their discussions, their dialogues, people who love open space. So, And I say it's last minute, but I'm going to tease you a little bit and tease <laughs> the whole Agile community because I think that it's becoming more and more iterative. As I've been, this will be the fourth time I go, and it's like an iterative process, Joe. I mean, I found myself, and it's how, how I contacted you, I found myself inviting some folks, and I said, oh, great, they're coming. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, I should call so-and-so because they'll love to meet so-and-so. And, you know, ultimately I called you because we have some fabulous people from Florida that are coming in the Agile community. Right. So I'll, I'll, t I'll, I'll take a breath, and I'll just say that, you know, and I'll let you pick up with some questions. But I'm just, I really reminded me of all of the great things in Agile that I love about Agile and mm -hmm. including this process of invitation I've been on. Well, I actually wanted to start with this so, so you didn't interrupt or anything with the uh, <laughs> event of the 16th to the 18th in the International House in New York City. I do want to talk about this because Harrison Owen is there and how can yes. we in the Agile community not support Harrison's events? Um, he, like, you know, as we all know in the Agile community, open space is a format um, encouraged, supported, uh, organized by the Agile Alliance. So there's a big, strong commitment in the Agile community. Harrison spoke at uh, one of our past events. He actually participated in an uh, open space with us, in a full-day open space at um, Agile NYC. And now he's bringing this event to New York City. So how could we not support it? <laughs> That's <Right>? so great. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. And you know what? In the reverse... I never, ever, ever would have heard of it. Well, I would have, I'm sure. But I wouldn't have heard of you guys in Agile and in Scrum if it hadn't been for Harrison coming to Orlando and saying, hey, Suzanne, why don't you come join me? Mm -hmm. And then I ended up in Orlando in 2010. And then I was so smitten with it that I paid mucho bucks to go to the Agile conference and say, what the heck is going on? So right. I think we've been uh, close, close colleagues 
your community and our community together for quite a while. Right. So on the Open Space Institute side, I just want to give listeners who are not familiar with Open Space uh, some, metrics, some metrics here. One of them is actually that uh, it's a 29-year-old experiment. It has been conducted over 300,000 times in 146 countries with groups from 5 to 3,500. Though these 3,500 were not at our event, but somewhere else on this planet. Um, so why is this event, this open space, in your opinion as a open space facilitator, so successful? What makes it so, so applicable? Okay, now... Um, are we talking now about the International House event or open space in general? Let's talk about open space in general, and then we come in back general. to that later. Okay. Joe, the, the reason why I came to it, and I think a lot of people come to it, is that you're being assembled or you're being gathered or you join around something that you really care about. And it allows everyone to participate. We're in such a world where we're being flooded with information of more stuff to learn and to do. And when you're in open space, you're really tapping into what you're passionate about, what you want to take responsibility for. And in that setting, we get to meet each other. Like we get to see who else in the room cares about a certain topic mm. around a theme like I do. And when that happens, it's as if you're just drawn to get to work on it and you're really tapping into everyone. So I know that that's why it's successful. It's probably the fastest way I have seen people align to purpose and get to action. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful. But even on the life side, it's like head and heart meet. Mm -hmm. It's relaxed. I mean, we have this wonderful thing called the law of two feet, which I always call a takeaway, a take home. Mm -hmm. Watch your energy. Go to where you're most drawn, where you're learning, where you're contributing. And that's one of the fundamental principles in open space. So mm -hmm. how many meetings do we go to in life where we're not very energized and somebody's presenting to us? Right. Here we can share information in such a different way. So, I mean, that's my take on it. Yeah, so, um, so for example, you just used the word action. So actions are coming out of the open space. And you just mentioned the word meetings we're going to. So yes. let's say, let's, uh, let's assume there is somebody out there listening to this podcast. Yes. Uh, wants to orient themselves and says, what's the difference between an open space, whatever that might be at this point, and a meeting. How would we compare these two things? A typical corporate America meeting. How would these two things differ? Well, just imagine the setting for the, in the first place. I mean, whether we're in schools or in meetings, we have a group of people that are considered to be the audience. And they are sitting there listening to other people who are sharing their wisdom, either on a stage, behind a podium, in a panel group. They will have prepared whatever they're presenting. And that's typically the meetings that we go to um, all the time, whether it's a strategic planning session, somebody is taking the lead. And in this case, what it does in the world of today, the information is within us all the time. And in an open space, you walk into a room and you're seated in a circle. If you're like 3,000 people, it's going to be multiple concentric circles. Mm. Um, there's a host that's there and gives you a bit of the context of why are we here. Because you always have to have an urgent, a real issue, a real reason for being there where diverse people want to come together 
to explore a possibility or to handle a problem. And um, so these people in a circle have then a facilitator that here who gives a few instructions and we're invited to create an agenda together. Mm. So we're not coming with a preordained agenda. We are coming with an agenda around a common theme and that gets created immediately, very quickly. And you can have 2,000 people and in about 20 minutes you have your agenda with these pieces of paper that people have put on the wall. Mm. It quickly then self-organizes. Once that's done, people self-organize and they go to the groups that they'd like to be in. Mm -hmm. It's almost like going to Disney World, Joe, without making light of it. And you're going to choose which ride you're going to go to. Well, here you're choosing which topic, who you want to join, and the conversations begin immediately. And so, you know, for those who know open space, they know that this happens. And I think the other thing that drives to action very quickly is that out of each of these meetings on site in real time, um, someone in the, the small group is assigned to take notes and that gets um, recorded immediately at a newsroom. Mm -hmm. And um, by the end of a meeting, so the end of the first day, or if it's uh, by midnight, you can have a full book of proceedings of everything, every everything that got discussed. Everyone was in the, who was in that group. Yeah. So, how often do you go to a meeting like that, where in real time, things are really happening? Yeah, I, th I think there's a lot of standing meetings on on calendars, just recurring meetings, without exactly that theme. Without that energy, without that commitment, um, and I think things are going so fast in today's world. We're flooded with information. We have a lot of information. Mm -hmm. So the roles of leaders are changing, the roles of um, the followers. I think followers and leaders are becoming, you know, alternating roles where mm -hmm. it depends who has the, um, the greatest desire to pursue something. Uh, we have to tap into that knowledge. Yeah. And it can appear chaotic, but what is really wonderful as it is in life is from chaos comes order very quickly. Right. And that happens in open space. So. so what is the theme for the 16th and 18th? Because it's a little bit unique uh, as far as I look at the agenda. And I'm so sorry, I will miss the event in New York as much as I would love to come and join myself. Unfortunately, I can't. But the event is really structured in three days. Yes, it is. It starts on a Friday morning. Mm -hmm. And the theme is opening space for peace and high performance at work and in life. And the tagline underneath is navigating chaos, confusion, and conflict. Wow. So, you know, and it's really interesting. There's a young student that's coming from, a university student that's coming from Florida, Kiosha Pool, and she's following two majors, and she um, started, initiated a, um, an entrepreneurial hub here in the Tampa area. And she says, I'm so excited, Suzanne, that it's about peace because there's so much um, lack of peace in the world right now, and it so fits with everything in business and in life. So she said, I'm really excited mm -hmm. about it. So actually, when we do have peace and harmony, it does lead to high performance. But we have to navigate chaos and confusion. That's truly what we're living. 
day two and three will be, however, a little bit different than day number one? Well, it's a continuing event, and we're going to be learning open space and deepening open space by being in open space. So day one introduces you to the concepts that you're actually opening space in a very traditional way. And in the other days, we're continuing the conversations, but people who are attending have the opportunity to maybe try their hand out at doing morning news, which is a ritual that's part of open space, or the evening news. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they'd like to open some space and get a feel for that. Um, and so we're learning by doing. So each of those days, yes, they do shift, they do evolve. And we have some people that are coming for one day, and some people are coming for three days, three or days. some keeping our farming for the last day. And in this open space, it's not just the process, what's exciting are the people who are coming. Absolutely. You know, there's and people from Agile, there's people from the traditional business world because a major theme is also the future of work mm -hmm. and navigating the future of work. Awesome. There is a, um, as you actually just said a few minutes ago, the world is getting more complex, uh, even on your on the website of the Open Space Institute here in the uh, US, it actually says um, that more distractors are coming in, probably in form of communication and so on. The open space is extremely simple tool, in my opinion. It builds face-to-face -face connections. Why do you think these two streams on the one side are highly high-technology uh, high, high environments we're living in, social networks, and so forth and so forth and uh, why is open space a simple tool where people just sit in a circle on the other side also being actually increasing in popularity I think um, two very different trends aren't they 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 are and I mean we had a trend of major hierarchy in our lives of predictability and control it's almost like your mechanistic way of living and it did you know serve its purpose we went from the industrial age to a more mechanistic way and now through your community in technology what has happened in communications in the world is unbelievable and it's how do we handle all these communications? How do we navigate life? So open space is very simple. It's just reminding us of the power of bringing people together. Behind it, there's still a very robust structure that I will truly say that you also have in the whole Agile community. Your processes, your tools, the Agile Manifesto has very, very many similarities in principles mm. and approach. And I love the two communities together very much because when we're getting to action, how do we stop doing what we've been doing? It's like you've just come out with a really amazing book, uh, your lifestyle book, Going Lean, which is about <laughs> a healthy lifestyle. I'm going to throw that in. But it's almost like the habits of eating the garbage food that we do on the run. Right. Well, we're living our life on the run. Mm. And you're using an agile process to create new habits in our lives. Mm. And I think that's what happens with open space and agile. Open space helps us unite on something that we desire to do together, which in this case is peace, high performance in our world, um, in life and at work. Mm. But then after that, we need a, a helping hand 
that it's not just an event of open space, but it becomes a way of living. Mm-hmm. And I, I just so believe that your short iterations of what you do in the agile world, um, from lean coffee to um, estimation, I went and got my scrum master training because mm-hmm. I so felt it had an execution model in there that the world beyond software needs. Right. Well, you're also a board member, correct me if I'm wrong, of the Open Space Institute here in the United States, the OSIUS.org. Yes, I am. Um, and I'm president of the board. I've been that for two or three years, but I smile when I say that because we have these titles, but we're truly <laughs> operating group of no titles. Um, and we do uh, meet once a month. And our mission is to hold space for open space. We are connectors with other institutes around the world. At our event, I'm very delighted that Christine Kohler is coming from Paris. And um, we have Claudia Ruffo, who's coming from Chile, Christine Whitney Sanchez, who was a board member, coming from Arizona. So that's really, you know, we have a really good group of people that are. And then we have a whole bunch of newbies who are very excited from the business world, from education, and even from Wall Street. Right. And you, you actually uh, live with your, what you preach, actually, your organization. Maybe you just want to give the listeners uh, a couple of insights on the, the new organization you guys are forming uh, within the United States. follows very similar principles out of the agile and the open space world. Well, I think you're referring to myself personally. I'm a business consultant, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm with a community of consultants called New Focus Strategic Group out of Canada. We were created seven years ago, and we're a diverse community. So we have engineers, finance people, strategy, marketing, and it was taking a more holistic approach to business when you're working with small and mid-sized and larger businesses. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really excited because this month we're creating the U.S. arm of the company. And um, Kevin O'Brien from WL Gore, who worked as a process engineer there, and Doug Kirkpatrick out of Morningstar, two companies that operate without titles in their company, and they operate in a very iterative way and very successful, are joining uh, myself and the president, and we're starting the U.S. arm of the company. And you better believe that open space and agile will be part of it, just as it's been part of our company up north. Right, and I already saw that you have a task board in your in your <laughs> office. Where... Yes, and then uh, Kevin and I do our stand-up meetings every morning at 8.15, and Doug would be joining us, and he has from California at 5.15 in the morning. And uh, we're just learning, Joe. I mean, we're rolling up our sleeves and we're learning. And you know what? I'm going to just put one more plug about something because I'm, I'm really so excited to talk as much about your agile world as I am about open space. But I only discovered Radical Management by Steve Denning this year. Mm-hmm. And I got to hear him in Vienna, the Drucker Forum, with folks like Gary Hamill nice. and others. And... I mean, radical management to me just embodies the future of what we're all going to be doing, and it's going to require opening space. It's going to need the help of processes and tools like Agile. Mm -hmm. And I mean, leaders out there, they really need some help, and so do the people that are following the leaders. We have to get rid of our parent-child relationships (laughs) rolling our sleeves up together. It's like, you know, you can't lose weight for somebody else. You have to lose weight for yourself, right? Mm. So (laughs) I'll take it back to your book. Quite. And I I do have to say, though, what I see in the, at least in North America, that a lot of user groups and the agile user groups 
uh, now incorporate topics like uh, the one you just mentioned from Steve Danning um, into the user group meetings. You see these topics popping up, leadership, self-management, yes. uh, management of the future. Uh, and I'm not speaking only for the New York City group, uh, where I obviously have more insights, but um, I see that um, at least in the United States, I would say, uh, as a general topic, repetitive and strong interest. So uh, I guess the words are not, worlds are not colliding, they're combining. Yes, I think the time has come. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of a book or some work done by Frederick Laloux, Reinventing Organizations, where they do talk about Morningstar, companies like Morningstar, Sun Hydraulics here in, uh, in Sarasota. They talk about 12 companies around the world that are going in that direction, Joe. And mm. so it truly is a global trend. But the challenge is we have to get out of the habits of our old ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, another gentleman that's coming to our, our meeting, is his name is Bill Jensen, and he just did a mega study on the future of work with um, about 7,000 interviews, a million people over the past two decades, and has about uh, 400 um, interviews themselves and 130 on YouTube globally. And it's all about this, the future of leadership. And he's coming to our event in New York. By the way, it's like not a large, large group. When we're inviting, I mean, there's typically 30 to 40 people. Mm -hmm. And that's so it has an intimacy of dialogue. Right. That's really great. Not to say that we can't take more people for sure. And that's why I'm here. If there's people in the New York City area, New Jersey, you know, around from the Agile community or not. We even have some husband-wife teams that are coming, which is <laughs> lovely. And I'm so excited about that, too. So. Well, it's awesome. And that's the reason why I also wanted to spend a little bit of time um, on this event, because I know it's very short notice, the 16th of uh, January, recording this on the 7th of January, uh, 2015. But what you said in the beginning, it's iterative. It's coming back. Mm -hmm. So even if you can't do it this year, maybe next year, maybe somewhere else outside of New York City. Exactly. Um, great event to learn about open space, become a facilitator down the road, at least get uh, the energy. And I think everybody hears the energy you have um, and others will have at the event. And, um, you know, try the, uh, the meeting internally in organizations and have some really great success with it. Awesome. Exactly. And thank you. And if I may put a little push, just as I salute at the last minute, I mean, Mark Kilby, who's the co-founder of Agile Orlando, and Curtis Michelson and from this Florida area, and then Diane Weber at Valpac, um, they're combining, like, they're doing the Scaled Agile Framework of SAFE, and they're bringing it across the organization. And Diana is so excited about the marriage with open space. So these three folks... Um, just gave me so much enthusiasm to invite others. Mm -hmm. So I just want to mention, like the the little group from from Florida that's going up to New York City, and they're all excited. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, bring some warm clothes and um, enjoy the event. Thank you so much, um, Suzanne, for for taking your time, and for everybody out there, uh, the O S I U S dot O R G is the website to get more information on the event, but also open space in general. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe, very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you for listening to Agile FM, the radio for the Agile community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. 
If you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts, please go to www.agile.fm. Talk to you soon. Thank you.